character. All right, another podcast episode, and we're going to talk about something today that should be funny, but maybe it won't be funny. But it would be kind of depressing if it wasn't funny because we're talking about comedy, which would be like a fucking monstrous mm -hmm. fail if there's no mm -hmm. comedy in a discussion about comedy. Specifically, we're going to talk about the where's the line. Uh, there's been a lot of stuff going on lately. I don't know when this will be released, but th there's been stuff going on about, for example, like Dave Chappelle uh, with Netflix and, and the trans community. And then just recently, Andrew Schultz, another controversial comedian, uh, he got he got canceled from a, a Canadian uh, show he was doing. They 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 said they're not going to host him anymore because his uh, his uh, Netflix special had too many like inappropriate jokes. They said so they they said they don't want him at the venue. So like mm -hmm. literally the venue canceled him. So he had to get into the venue. This is becoming more and more common. So how does that impact us? Uh, how does it impact the world? How does it impact comedy? We're using comedy, obviously, for our skits and stuff and for our for our channels. Is this something that we're thinking about? These are the kind of things we, we're going to get into today. So let's just let's just dive straight in with the with the the most controversial thing. Dave Chappelle's special. Did, did you see it? Yeah, I did see it. Uh huh. And uh, so you can you can dig your grave first. What what did you think of it? <laughs> I mean, I mean like. <clears throat> I, I have this kind of way of of like watching those kinds of specials right from two perspectives uh my own which is one of very dark humor and like yeah I'm like yeah keep going keep going like that's hilarious <laughs> with the and popcorn the, <laughs> right and the other is it's like oh god like people are flipping the fuck out that's that's not he shouldn't have said that um and obviously from my perspective i'm like that's 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 funny um like whatever it's comedy um but i also understand that the style of dave Chappelle is like pushing the envelope and there are people who depending on how far you push the envelope like they will be very much offended like uh if you're a trans person and you have gone through struggles and he starts saying things that make you feel like he's dehumanizing you you probably just shouldn't watch his stuff. Um, it's hard to say. I've never really thought too deeply about like, how should we go about comedy? I mean, like there are certain jokes, for example, that I make one-on-one -on -one with my friends that I would never say in public, right? And it seems like the larger your audience, like just like statistically speaking, right? The, the more mm. chance you have of offending somebody. So something like a Netflix special, I mean, the, the audience is in the millions. So you, you're kind of destined to to fuck with some people. There is, there is the one, uh, one thing you said that was kind of stood out that if you're a trans person watching Dave Chappelle and, and you got offended by that. And it's like, if you're a trans person watching Dave Chappelle, then surely, surely you should be able to take that joke, right? If, if, I mean, you, you, if you enter into a Dave Chappelle show or, or open up Dave Chappelle on Netflix, um, knowing literally next to nothing about Dave Chappelle, like, you know, maybe, you know, like a little bit, you, you will know that he's controversial, like a hundred percent. You'll know that he's mm -hmm. offensive. Um, I, it, it, the chances of like someone just stumbling across him and not knowing that, I mean, he yeah. does kind of build up in the beginning of the special. He doesn't just straight, just go for the throat. Like he's, he's yeah. like, he makes it clear that this is going to piss you off and you right. can kind of, you know, that's the moment. So I feel like there's probably a, a large number of people who are in the like LGBT community who like that kind of comedy and are able to laugh at themselves, even though they've mm -hmm. had struggles. And there's a louder group, though, unfortunately, who are probably the minority, who mm -hmm. are unable to laugh at themselves even and take themselves far too seriously, even though their struggles are totally legitimate. 
and um, for some reason they watched a, a Dave Chappelle comedy special. Right? I mean, it's, it's kind of like right. it's kind mm -hmm. of self. It's kind of torturing yourself if you can't handle that. You can't you can't look inward and say that that is funny, even mm -hmm. though it's very serious. Then that's not for you. Right? Is, is, is right. there an argument there like that you shouldn't watch something like that? Yeah, you no, you, you definitely shouldn't. You know? and, I, and you know, honestly, they're obvious. Okay, so humor is a subjective thing. Maybe some people, someone just doesn't find it funny. But yeah. if you don't find it funny, and it's a comedian, um, but what you don't find funny is also simultaneously just super offensive. I don't know. Uh, the likelihood of you not like if you don't like if you don't find it funny and then you also find it offensive you're probably going to have this inclination to like want to cancel the person and and blah 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 mm -hmm. but um if you find yourself not finding a comedian funny and being offended by their work i would just say don't watch them because comedy is deliberate attempts to like to make a joke out of something mm -hmm. um it's it's a joke by its very nature it's not meant to be taken seriously and when you try to cancel somebody for a, a joke, it's weird. It's like you're almost operating under this ground of, of putting their their comedy ske sketch under like a serious microscope. You're like, mm. you're viewing it like some, they made a real claim about something that they think, you know? But yeah. it's all an act. It's all just fucking jokes, you know? So, so check this out. It is an interesting question. Mm -hmm. So so we we kind of, we agree that Dave Chappelle didn't, okay, cross some lines, but... but sure. It is what it is, right? But but then when does that's, that's by the way that sorry that's just that's yeah. him doing his thing. Crossing that's, yeah, lines. exactly, right? It, it's that's like, exactly it. But then when does crossing the line cross cross the cross the line into becoming like straight up? Oh no, this is actually not comedy anymore. This is like horrific, mm -hmm. uh, actual discriminatory, uh, like yeah. comedy or like att an attempt at comedy. So for example, like if if, if uh, to Dave Chappelle, like how do we determine? Uh, whether something has actually gone into homophobia, transphobia, racism, sexism, how do you determine when it actually enters those worlds and it's not a joke anymore? Like this person is actually spouting really nasty, like vitriol, right? It's it's nasty. Like for example, if there were like a neo-Nazi at a neo-Nazi rally and they're doing stand-up comedy and they're like absolutely ripping into Middle Eastern people, they're absolutely shredding Indian people and like mm -hmm. everyone's laughing because they're racists. Does that make it comedy because they've got a big audience laughing or is that racism? Like how do you determine which is yeah. what, right? We'd have to, I guess, investigate our... Or definitions of the word comedy, but right, but it I still would be comedy if that neo Nazi was. I mean, there, there would be, yeah. let's say, like you know, objectively, as, a, as someone who isn't racist, you, you could still find those jokes funny, but but you you would know that it's not an act, like that person is genuinely racist. Now, if somebody you know is not racist was making those jokes, same jokes, mm -hmm. maybe then I don't know what with, because with, is, is it the person making the jokes that determines it? Do you get what I mean? Like if yeah. if, if a literal yeah, cause, transphobe cause, cause, cause I because I, I personally will make racist jokes, but because I think racism is so stupid. Like yeah. I know that it's a dumb thing. But if someone's an actual racist and they're Who making the same jokes, joke as you. Same joke right. as you, right? It's right. the same one, like word for word, right. that's not acceptable, right? You yeah, because you can almost that assume funny? that they that they believe in what they're joking about, or there's a lot more truth right. to what they're saying than uh than uh if a non racist were to say it. And right. that way you have someone who's spouting, they're actually being racist. Like, the, But they're still making jokes, though. It's still comedy. Right. 
Yeah. So, well, it, well it isn't. Well, it isn't. But it is. They're, they're doing yeah. it in a jokey context, even though they mm-hmm. mean it. So, for example, if we took Dave Chappelle's uh, the, the most spicy moments of his special, and we we took someone who was like literally a transphobe, like they 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 hate. They say they've said it openly. They hate trans people. They think it's like mm-hmm. whatever. They, they say horrible things about trans people, and then they went on stage as a comedian, told the same jokes as he did. Then that's where people would would like. Oh no, that's not funny. Even though mm-hmm. it's technically still comedy because he's saying it in the same context mm-hmm. in the same jokey format that dave did isn't it funny mm-hmm. so it, it would be the person delivering the joke that means that determines whether or not the joke is acceptable as comedy right yeah because I, I yeah i think that makes i i believe i'm i'm thinking on the fly right now it's I such a weird concept sense. that's what i mean it's, i mean we don't need to like it, it, you know get yeah. into like it, it, in de- i don't know we don't need to research right. it too mentioned in, in depth right. way i'm just putting this out there as like this is a funny thing to think about isn't it like that, that yeah what actually determines whether something is a joke or just like hatred, even though even though right. it could be both of them in a jokey format. It's not just like I hate X. It's like here's why I hate X, but it's a joke. But it's like right. It's like oh, he said it, so it's fine. He said it, it's not fine. It's right. a weird. Right. It's a weird. Uh, it might be a, a part of our our brains uh, tricking us too. Like you know, the person's literally saying the same thing, but right. Um, so those people that we, hate Dave Chappelle. They actually, yeah. maybe they hate him because we see Dave Chappelle and we're like, he's not transphobic. He's not a transphobe. He's not a hateful person. He's a comedian. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's no evidence out there that he hates the people he's joking about. Like he's never, he's never shown us a reason to believe that. He, his job is to make spicy jokes about everybody, right? right. And that's so, so we accept that. But maybe these people in the trans community, they don't accept that. They're like, no, no, no. The whole thing is a front we don't have any evidence, but but he's made so many jokes about trans people. Therefore, that that mm-hmm. he is evil. Like he's not joking. They actually believe it's real, don't they? Mm, yeah. I mean, do you know um, if it's really tr- if it if it is trans people that are majority well, complaining? Because it's often not. you know it's usually the the non trans <laughs> people that are like yeah you know yeah, getting yeah. offended for other people. That, we we both you know? know that for sure, right? That it's 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 not it's mm-hmm. not the trans community. Uh, yeah, that's a good point. Take it all back. It's not the LGBT or the trans community or the or the black community or the I don't know Asian communities. It's not these communities that are getting offended. It's the activists that are getting offended, and oftentimes the activists that are speaking on behalf of those people are not members mm-hmm. of those communities. So yeah, right. it, it, it's, it's you're totally right. There's like a saviorism thing here as well. I feel like that should, honestly, that shouldn't even be like acceptable. Uh, as, as a Jewish person, I've seen people stand up for my people that aren't even Jewish about something being offensive, and I'm just like, that was hilarious. So, you know, yeah. I, I don't know. It feels weird to, to have someone else get offended on, on my behalf when i never did there's definitely more there's probably like more power right like if if a if a jewish person is like that offends me versus a, a non-jewish person saying that mm. is offensive to jewish people uh it's, it's the problem it's, is we're told right we're, we're told to, to we're told silence is complicity silence is violence if you see something being done on someone and mm-hmm. and they are like a or, or, or you perceive them to be like more vulnerable than you, which is also complete BS. So, for example, mm-hmm. like you you determine someone's vulnerability depending on, on like oh I'm a straight white male and they're a, they're a trans woman, therefore like I need to defend them in a situation. This is what yeah. this is what people are being told is cor- the correct way to think. So then when someone makes a joke uh, where you're the punching bag, like a Jewish person's the punching bag. We've been told so by so many people, by the media, by everyone, that it's our job to step in because you can't defend yourself clearly because you're just a poor little minority who can't it's, speak it's up. It's kind of right? like that's this like unintentional. 
discrimination. Right, it they, is. When they do it that. is. It's kind of weird to think about. It's called bigotry of low expectations. It's that it's the idea mm -hmm. that because you are in some minority group, you cannot speak for yourself. You're weak. You're you're definitely poor. Like obviously, you, you, yeah. you know, it's it's just all these assumptions based on skin color, based on um, you know background, based on your orientation or your biological versus non-biological yeah, situation. Yeah, during, during the uh, the George Floyd thing, uh, this is kind of funny actually. Uh, there were people, there were white people going up to black people and just saying like. I hope you're okay. Like, uh, I hope yeah. you're good. And like the black people were just like, can you just, can you just treat me like a it's fucking human off. being? <laughs> you know, did you uh, see there was a tweet? There's yeah. a tweet by this. Um, he was black actually, I believe. So that's a rarity, but there's a tweet saying maybe he was, maybe he was white. I can't remember. There's like a blue check. Basically when someone on Twitter has got a blue check, you automatically most of the time know that it's going to be some bullshit. And he, mm -hmm. he posted saying if uh, this is the Kyle Rittenhouse thing is going, going big in the news over there now. He's on trial, right? So mm -hmm. the, it said if he gets acquitted, like if he gets away with it or he gets not guilty, every black person in the country should be given a day off or, or more to, to process their emotions and feelings. And like mm -hmm. people are in the comments being like, he literally only shot white people. Why, why do black people need a day off if he gets off? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then they're saying, because the justice system is so unfair. That's why. So black people are going to be really suffering from the knowledge that a white person got off free, but black people sometimes don't get off free. It's like, bro, wh mm. what are you trying to achieve with a tweet like that? It's, it's, it, it's was beyond it a, ridiculous. Was it a white person that made that tweet? I'm assuming. I, I, I don't remember. I don't remember. It, it sounds like a white. It sounds it like a... Like a mass <laughs> assumption does. over their emotional state, <laughs> you know, it's ridiculous. So then, uh -huh. yeah. So this is like why this is probably why we're seeing all this takedown of comedy because you know the people are looking to try and defend these poor, weak minorities over a case, a, a, like a quite publicized uh, court case that involves only white people, like literally only white yeah. men. They're making that about minorities. So is it mm -hmm. any surprise that the second a comedian like Andrew Schultz or, or Dave Chappelle makes like a few cracks at uh, LGBT or, or in, in Schultz's case, he also goes after Mexicans. He goes after mm. um, Asian people. He goes after vegans. He goes after animal rights mm. activists. He goes after um, straight people too. He goes after everyone. Right. But like everyone's happy to let the jokes flow until it's, until it's their, their group, right? And then yeah. all of a sudden mm -hmm. it's like, oh shit, no, we need to, um, we need to stop that. Uh, and, yeah. Or sorry, not just their group. If it's the group they represent, so so or they believe they represent. So Andrew right. Schultz makes a joke about Black America because it's, it's never their group. Mm. It's never their actual. Group. Very it's rarely, a, man. Very yeah. rarely. Like mm -hmm. very very rarely. It's, it's a mm -hmm. problem vegans have as well uh, with with this stuff. I think vegans fall prey to this too. Uh, we don't we don't have anyone defending us though, <laughs> unfortunately. Right. Um, right, right. But um, we do have we defend ourselves in these cases because we don't, we've not qu got quite to the point where people see vegans as a minority in yeah. need of, in need mm -hmm. of defense. And I hope we never get to that point. But like when a maybe, joke is maybe being, that, that vegan teacher is going to get us there with the vegan folks. Maybe, stuff. maybe we're going to have a group of non-vegans who like stand on our behalf when everyone makes a joke about us and they say, Hey, you, you can't say that. I'm going to cancel you now. Leave those, leave those poor defenseless vegans alone. Honestly, that it's already annoying enough that, that uh that when you're around a bunch of people especially people that are are drinking and they find out you're vegan the topic of veganism just gets brought up and you you rather you you'd rather not talk about it so imagine if you added on top of that you had like a white knight 
like that made a whole scene of like don't don't ask them about that don't say that don't like you know and then you're like oh my god yeah, like yeah, i just yeah. want to drink and chill right now and now i have these morons talking about veganism and then this moron trying to defend me right when i just i'd rather just cut out all of this completely you know just like uh yeah, like, like imagine if like someone makes a joke uh, in a special, right, uh, or something like. So let's like say Andrew Schultz is like, "Hey, how do you um, what's the best way to uh, oh, what's what I was thinking right now? How do you save a vegan from drowning? No, how do you do it? You don't fuck them, let them die. Like, okay, it's a terrible joke, but imagine if now like a load of non-vegan white knights are like, mm-hmm. that's violence against vegans. You want to kill vegans? How could yeah, you? Like you can't a, say that. <laughs> it's like inciting <laughs> violence or whatever, right? <laughs> against vegans imagine mm-hmm. imagine if that's what the world we're, we're headed towards so eh? I, I, I don't oh, think no. anyone's ever going to care about vegans that much but vegans get upset about this shit too like when, when comedians make that kind of joke about vegans vegans really fucking lose the shit about it. even i've like found myself getting a bit like annoyed at like um jokes that were that could have been funny if they were about anyone else you know what i mean yeah yeah honestly i feel like vegans are shit on a lot Right. in comedy and even just in general like movies and shit like i'm always watching something and like someone just there's some fucking vegan joke and i'm like i, I don't really like I, I used to have an instinctual reaction of like fuck you <laughs> but yeah. then it's slowly turned into like a i mean that just wasn't funny like yeah like, but objectively it wasn't funny like I, I'm, I'm trying to ask myself like am i just being salty because I'm, I'm vegan and they yeah, just cracked on me but I'm yeah. like, no, no, that that shit wasn't funny at all. Like it was just like, would it, it have been funny if it were about mm-hmm. um, like anyone else? Basically, that's the question. Like, okay, swap right. out me for someone. I like, swap out vegans for someone else, and and mm-hmm. you know what? Listen to it again. Like, would that have been funny? And like, if you're honest with yourself, and the answer is yes, it would have been funny if it were if it weren't my mm-hmm. group. Then that's where you've got a problem, right? That's where you need to learn right. to laugh at yourself, vegan or not. Like, if you're if you're if I'm not specifically only vegans here, like if you're like an activist for like uh, black rights uh, in America or you're an activist for women's rights and in, mm-hmm. in wherever, uh, and if, if the joke would be funny, if it were another demographic, then then the chances are like you, you need to get over it and just fucking accept mm-hmm. like a joke's a joke, move on um, mm-hmm. or, or laugh at yourself, like which is something uh, I, I think a lot of people need to get used to doing. Like sometimes the things that you do that are super serious when you look at them from a different perspective, they are fucking hilarious. Like, look at what mm-hmm. vegans do, man. We go stand outside slaughterhouses and, and, and you know, film the animals going in. And for us, that is so serious. I've done it multiple times. It is serious. There's nothing funny about it. And But someone else, like, looking at that from the outside, that's fucking hilarious. Look at these idiots mm-hmm. spending yeah. all these hours outside of a slaughterhouse to watch animals go in to have their throats slit to watch yeah, them, yeah. <laughs> not even stopping the trucks. You're not even literally, you're not even blocking the entrance. To them, mm-hmm. it's like, this is fucking ridiculous. And I totally get it. It seems so funny when you don't when you don't really know what's going on. And even if you know what's mm-hmm. going on, you can still make a great joke about it. Even if you understand why they're doing it, you, you can yeah. feign feign ignorance and just be like, oh my God, they're so dumb. Like, you can do that mm-hmm. and it, it, still, it would be funny. I'd laugh at that. If, as long as somebody wasn't directly mocking the animals themselves, that's never funny. But if they're like mm-hmm. mocking what we're doing, um, and, or our, the actions we're taking, then it's like, well, sometimes that can be funny, right? Yeah. Sometimes it can, if you if you can learn to let go a bit, right? No, even even the uh, the disruption stuff kind of mm. 
from an outside perspective looks funny example. like people people are just like doing their thing and someone has like a megaphone and starts screaming it's like it's, <laughs> it's there's something kind of funny about that dude know. it's hilarious but, man like yeah. i don't care what i'm sorry like i know this is a serious topic right there's not a joke in matter i get it i know that i'm in the fucking world of like i've done disruptions i've done these don't get me wrong there's no light there's no lightheartedness here but when you're in the moment and when you when you sometimes you see someone do something in one of these places you're there yourself and you just see people like shit themselves when a fucking megaphone goes off or like mm -hmm. you see how uncomfortable people are and it's just like oh yeah. my god this is all so cringe and awkward and it's like it's it's honestly it's 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 so serious but it's fucking entertainment gold like you can't yeah. deny that it's gold it's golden watching people's reactions and like there's an element of like holy shit this is like it's it's better than any movie you're ever gonna watch in the in that moment, and it, it it's you, you know admitting that doesn't make it any less serious. It, it's just it is what it is. It's like it, you yeah. Can't, the 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 version of this that I find funny is when uh when someone starts fall. This not this might be like I'm sure I think this is justified. I'm not really sure. Okay. Uh, when when you when someone just follows someone with fur and like just calls them, they, they oh, just kind of shit, shit on them. Yeah, you know, like yeah they're kind of yeah, like, yeah. how do you feel about the like the, fo the the thirty foxes that had to have their skin ripped off uh, for your jacket, like how do you and like they're just following them and like just shaming them. It's, I don't know if you've seen yeah. Game of Thrones. Have you seen yeah, Game yeah, of Thrones? Yeah, yeah, shame. When like they're like shame, <laughs> like shame. it just sounds, it's like some shit like that. You know, it's great, man. Uh, I I like yeah. that. I, I think that's great. Rob Banks is an activist who does a lot of that, and yeah, yeah. It, it is. It is fucking funny. It is. I don't know what it is. I I can't. I guess it's like because it's not like comedy is is when you um when you when something happens that's not what you expected um, and yeah, that irony. can often yeah that can mm. often be funny like when someone falls over the reason that you find it funny is because that was not what you expected you expected them to walk in a straight line so when they fall over in some as long as they're not clutching their heart at the same time then it's not funny right. but if their like right. arms go Whoa! that could make like, that could make it funnier actually on the, <laughs> how psychopathic like, you are <laughs> if the lip droops on one side and they clutch <laughs> their heart those are the two things that make something extra funny right right um, right but um but back to the, the vigil thing, by the way, with the going to slaughterhouses, dude, I, I, I actually take, I said that can never be funny or, or like the actual act itself isn't funny. But even there, there is comedy. And this is, a lot of people listening now might be like, where the fuck are you going with this, mate? That th these things are not funny. Honestly, I've been to enough of them to tell you that sometimes it, humor can come up. Good example, we're at one in Barcelona. They have like a two and three tier trucks. So that's how many animals go in at once. It's insane. You know, in the US, it's the same, right? Yeah, so yeah. Um, the, the top ones, uh, the animals at the top, we can't really see them, obviously. But so we're looking at the ones at the bottom and the activists often go really close up to the side with the phone or the camera or whatever to try and get mm -hmm. the, the footage from inside. So they're really close mm -hmm. to the truck. Now, like what can happen and has happened on multiple occasions is the animals on top, well, they're crammed in together, which is obviously really sad. And they're scared, mm -hmm. which is obviously also really sad. So mm -hmm. they've not much room to move around. And they're scared and nervous and anxious. And they're mammals. So when they get nervous, scared and anxious, they shit and piss themselves. Which means <laughs> there's multiple animals three stories up shitting and pissing themselves in close proximity to each other. It's only a matter of time before one of their asses ends up facing out of the truck. Mm -hmm. And then whoever's down at the bottom gets covered in piss and shit from an animal. Mm -hmm. And that mm -hmm. has happened on so many occasions. And when it happens, you, I'm telling you, most people are either laughing or trying not to laugh, even though it's such a terribly sad, disgusting right. situation. And those animals are most likely terrified and go, this, it, you can't deny that it's, it's it, you can't deny that it's funny when someone gets shat on. That's funny. Yeah. 
right? Yeah. And even though the circumstance is what it is. So even, there's even comedy there, which is just so mm-hmm. fucked up to say that 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 it yeah. is funny. Well, sometimes it's even a coping mechanism. Like you might even right. maybe it's not as funny as as you think, but you you might be reaching because you're in a yes. sad yeah. situation. It's like. Yeah. In the moment, in the moment though, like when you're filming and then you just, you you have a certain expectation of how it's going to be that all of a sudden just a a fucking stream of shit comes down and gets all (laughs) over the person next to you. It's like, Uh you're just like, oh fuck. Fuck, Oh my God. Like there's something about that. That's, that's, I don't know. Right. There's literally feces on your fucking head right now, bro. It's just, yeah. You got covered in shit and you were, you know, Mm -hmm. you're doing something so serious and then that's how they thanked you. You know, that, that's kind of what the, mm-hmm. the comedy is like. Oh, that's your thanks for trying to do a good thing. Right, it's like, right, it's right. funny. Imagine trying to save someone and they just take a shit on you. It's exactly. Like, that, that's, it's like, oh, yeah, nice. exactly. Mm-hmm. So comedy is so, it's so tricky. And then this is, again, back to what we, back to the, the whole point of this is it, 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 sometimes serious, serious things can be absolutely hilarious, including, which is going to sound really fucked up, but like rights violations, which is what we're talking about when um, mm-hmm. we're talking about I mean, he, Dave Chappelle, for example, never got into that. He never said like, oh, it's funny when people's rights get violated. Um, mm-hmm. But even when it's happening and like at a vigil, there is still something funny to be taken from that. So then it explains why Dave Chappelle can make jokes about the more. It doesn't even make jokes about the, the, the he's not making jokes about rights or rights violations. He's making jokes about people who have had their rights violated that's that's what he's doing. He's not saying it's funny that you didn't have rights. It's funny that you have high depression rates and high suicide. That's not what he's saying. He's uh-huh. saying the things that these people say and do uh, are funny. And the society's response to all, all sorts of those things is funny. And um, I'm going to say some things that I, I you know, uh, that I think other people may, might be thinking because mm-hmm. it's funny. Um, but without the intention to ever encourage anyone to violate those people's rights, like th- that's kind of, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, to, to properly break down what he's actually doing. Yeah, um, it's, it's it's very different from actually inciting, like, mm. oh, like go do this. Mm. You know, it's very very different. Right, and he's not mocking their struggles. He's he's mocking everything around the struggle, and that's that's apparently mm. that's been too far for many people, and. Mm. Um, it's like mocking exactly. It's like mocking vegans, mocking vegan activists, whilst never actually mocking the thing that they care about, right? So it's like right. it, you know, there's a big difference. Like if they were mocking, um, saying like things, you know, like a joke that says animals deserve to die. Like uh, do you know, even that can be funny. Like if it's specific, if it's definitely a joke, it can be funny. Like mm-hmm. if, if 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 the joke is something like I don't know. Um, like them playing up, playing like they love animals, for example, like a joke where they say, you know what, I kind of agree with vegans, you know, I think vegans have got a point here. I really like uh, animals and I really love what the vegans defend the animals. And, um, you know, blah, 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 blah. I just think some of them taste better than keeping them alive or something stupid like that. Yeah. The comedy is, is you don't, the comedy is that they lead you to a point and then you're expecting them to say, I agree with vegans. Right, right, right. And then they're like, oh no, here's here's right. the bit, that's the, the punchline. Right. I mean, the topic isn't is too close to home. For me, I wouldn't find it like hilarious funny. Mm-hmm. But if you switched it for another group, another demographic, I would find right. it funny. Right. So right, then right. it is a funny joke. It's just, I, it's just, I, and I don't and like it. It's funny because it. I'm, I'm thinking about ways in which I could talk, <laughs> I could talk, I can make that joke about another group and I'm not going to do it because it's going to be too... <laughs> like, other, other groups seem to have way more leeway than uh, animals. Uh, right. You know, like like people would get really offended by 
me saying it about i don't know uh trans people uh black people but if you said about animals it's like right oh, that's okay which is another thing we're fighting for but that's a, that's a whole other topic right no totally um, totally yeah. i get what you mean yeah. i get what you mean mm-hmm. so so it it's really uh yeah it's so tricky and when if i see a comedian that makes that joke about animals like the one i've just said um I, it's it's i don't know it's it's a weird it's a weird thing to get upset about because it's just clearly that joke didn't land for you and it's probably one out of like 20 or 30 jokes that didn't mm-hmm. land for you the rest of them might be brilliant and completely land for you if a joke doesn't land for you because you find it to be too close to home for to, to laugh at doesn't automatically mean it's not funny it just means that for you it's not for you it's not it's too close to home it's like if somebody jokes about cancer and you've just recently lost someone to cancer you know cancer jokes about cancer as fucked up as this sounds can be funny but not for somebody who just lost someone to cancer clearly so that joke is not going to land for you that doesn't mean that they're evil because mm-hmm. that's not one that that is something that you find funny. It just means that. Hey, well, listen. I, I know someone who actually found a cancer joke funny, uh, while in the process of almost losing a close one to cancer. Wow. So some people, you know, some people. It can be, yeah. You know, I mean, you got to cope somehow. So that's probably what it was. Right. But it was right. about it was about saving money on shampoo. Like when you. <laughs> <laughs> well you see that's a good joke that's a good that's a good one that's witty as fuck see that's what i mean yeah. like you know but a lot of cancer uh patients and people who are close to them would be like oh no this is not a laughing matter but then they would probably laugh their asses off about a parkinson's joke or an alzheimer's joke right yeah. so so it's because right. you know talking about like oh the best thing about parkinson's is um <laughs> i don't need to use a vibrator anymore you know for yeah. example like that that would be a good that would be a joke for women with parkinson's mm-hmm. It's not funny right. if you're an actually a woman with Parkinson's, or maybe it is, but it's not funny if you're like desperately trying to keep someone alive who has Parkinson's and you, you're a carer yeah. every day. That's not funny mm-hmm. anymore. But it doesn't mean the joke's bad. So some jokes aren't going to land mm-hmm. basically, obviously for people, or maybe they would land. Maybe someone maybe someone would find that hilarious if they had Parkinson's, but, but it's, it's expected that they wouldn't find that funny. That, that That's the point, right? Yeah. And that's understandable. Like, that's completely... So it's understandable that a trans person watches Dave Chappelle or, or Andrew Schultz or any of these comedians making these kind of jokes. It's understandable not to find it funny. But it doesn't mean it's not funny. It means that to you it's not funny. It doesn't mean they're evil either. It just mm-hmm. means that that these, these topics are not good for you for joking about. And that's it. Yeah, I, honestly, dude, I, I'm, I'm thinking about it. Like, there also, there's just types of comedy. Like, there's dark comedy there's like other kinds mm. uh and maybe you just don't maybe maybe you like dark comedy but certain things can't be dark about you can't be dark about certain things um right and for that trans person it might be trans stuff but yeah i don't know i really am stuck on the whole thing of how i'm pretty sure it's non-trans people for the most part that are getting right 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 totally um but how know, does I'm, this I'm, in, go yeah i was gonna say I'm, I'm pretty sure i've seen too on twitter that Dave Chappelle has a reasonable amount of trans uh, fans. Right. And so I don't know. It's like, I don't well, want to speak I mean, for them though. Cause I'm, yeah. You know. I mean like usually <laughs> I, well, from what I can see, like from, from comedians most of the time, like Andrew Schultz, for example, or like, like him and there's others too. It almost seems like it's a term of endearment. If they joke about you, like it's, it's, it's very rare that you actually find someone who fucking despises people. That's why they joke about them. Right, because usually mm. the joking, um, it can be okay, not always, but it can be a term of endearment. And I feel like with, especially with Andrew Schultz, he makes jokes about people because he he seems to genuinely love people, not just not just any demographic. He, he seems to love people, love fucking with people, 
which is why when his audience members are members of different demographics, he just he just mm. goes you know hard into them, like rips the shit out of them. And it's mm. not because it's not from a place of hatred; it's from a place of like your people make do things that are funny. My people do things that are funny, but right now I'm gonna laugh at what your people do. And then okay, mm. someone else is in the crowd. Okay, you're you you look like a this this is, and you know it's um. It's almost like it, it, it wouldn't be funny if it was from a place of hate, would it? Do you get what I mean? You, yeah. you, you, jokes aren't funny if the person genuinely hates the person they're joking about. Most of the time, it, it, it comes across, as, it comes across right. as, as horrible and mean and you can see through it. Like um, people don't, we don't like that. We can sense that something's off. So maybe, maybe for some people, that's what they sense, right? Maybe that's what they're feeling. Yeah, like in a, in a, in a typical movie where there's like a bully... And he's making jokes about some kid that he's bullying. It's like you tend to not really find it funny because he's coming from an actual place of like, I'm a giant dick and like right. I'm going to shit on this little kid uh, yeah. verbally. But when it's like uh, a comedian and it's a totally, totally different context, you know that they don't, they're not actually, you know, victimizing these people. Or you have like, no reason to believe that's what right. they're doing, right? There's no right, right. If that's there's reason different. to believe it, then yeah, all right, fair play. You can probably mm -hmm. go after them. But if you've never, if there's no evidence, there's no reason to believe that they have negative intent. Then why are you looking at them with negative intent? Well, then that's where we get mm -hmm. to the point where okay, it's too close to the bone for you. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair play. Well, you're right, you're using reason and logic right now, which I I think that most <laughs> of the people that get offended by this are operating solely from a place of emotions. Like I feel. Yeah. Like he is this, therefore, but like you said, if you actually break it down and, and see if you have an actual reason to think that they're transphobic, it's it's hard to extract that from a from a right. comedy routine by Dave Chappelle or something like that. It's, right, right. It's, it's a comedy how, how routine. Far, how far is this going to go? Like, are they going to... So, so okay, for, for example, like if you make controversial jokes now or inappropriate jokes, then venues will not book you. Uh, you won't be allowed to go on certain TV shows. You won't be welcomed by certain members of the public. They'll, they'll, they'll class you as this and that and this and that. So if, if, that's, if comedy is being restricted now, which, is, which historically, as far as I'm aware, has been one of the areas where you could get away with the most, then um, how, where does it go next? Like someone made a great comment on this on, on Instagram to this venue that canceled Andrew Schultz. They said, uh, will you also be checking the other acts that you have on stage? Like of, imagine there's a full band. Are you going to go through each of the band members, Twitter bios and Twitter, Twitter posts and shit like that, Facebook and find out if they've ever made, made any appropriate, inappropriate jokes. And if they have, will you then cancel them too? Or is it just comedians? Right. So yeah. are you going to be consistent across the board here or is it only yeah. comedians who, who are going to get this kind of treatment? It's an interesting yeah. question. I'm, I'm, I'm imagining, uh, I don't know all that goes into that process, but I would imagine that they're probably canceling him because of some sort of public outcry and they didn't. Right. And, and like, so they needed to be made known to them that someone is problematic by like a really loud minority of people that are trying <laughs> to cancel that person. Otherwise oh, yeah. they're probably not going to like look into anyone like, yeah. like uh, voluntarily like, Oh, let's, let's check everyone. They're probably just like, Oh no, we need money. And if we don't cancel this person, less people are going to come because people so, are so, so mad so at us. So that's it then. So now, yeah. now we've got to this, the, this, the roots of it all. The, the, the way that we know if something is funny or not is mob rule. If the mob says it's not funny, it's not funny. And that person shouldn't be allowed to play that show and speak. If the mob is fine with do you, it. Wait, do, then, do you mean, do you mean not, not funny, but too offensive to be on? Like is, yeah, because that's like not, what? that's not funny. Right. You know right, what I mean? Like okay. that's kind of yeah. what they are. 
that's what they're saying. Like if this comedian, this comedian is not funny, they're offensive. That's what we all believe. Therefore, you have to cancel them. And we are ruling. If you don't do that, then we will we will try and destroy your business. So it's kind of like that is now the deciding factor about whether something is funny or not, or whether a band is good or not. You know, mm -hmm. it's not about their skill or their talent anymore. It's about their political opinions and whether they are appropriate or inappropriate that defines how right. good or bad they are, uh, whether they should be hosted or not, right? It's super it's unfortunate, of, you know, because a lot of time I, I feel like usually this kind of thing comes from a place of like what we've talked about before, like don't platform this person right? because they might, they're, they're, they're a toxic person. We don't want to give them exposure yeah. They might incite violence, but comedians aren't doing anything like that. They're just <laughs> on stage making jokes. Uh, silence so. is violence, but but jokes are even more violence. That that's that's right. the uh, I think that's the phrase. I think that's how it goes. To be honest, yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Silence is violence, but jokes are are really violent, right? Mm -hmm. So, that, so what about with with us? I mean, we've got into we let's not let's not cover ground we've already covered. Like in our two podcasts ago, whatever whatever uh, order these going to go out in, we discussed comedy and sarcasm and stuff in our work but we, but i guess we i guess we didn't get into the this element of um would we ever would you think we're ever going to cross that line where people are going to come after us uh, uh not maybe not at the level of Chappelle or, or or anything like that but um is 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 i guess you could ask if comedy isn't crossing the line in 2021 is it even comedy because like mm -hmm. do you know what i mean because it, it, it's so yeah. it, it's so sensitive now People are so sensitive now that, or well, not people, but the ones who make a big fuss are so sensitive that if your comedy is good to them, is it even comedy? Like, is it even funny? And for me, you and I, I know that we are, we are definitely across the line. I was going to ask, do you think we've crossed the line? I know already that we have. Mm -hmm. Let's get onto a more interesting topic. If you're on the other side of the line, can that be funny? Can you be funny without crossing lines in today's world? Yeah, I'd, I'd imagine you can because there's, there's kinds of humor that don't really sit on the fence of uh of like super dark stuff or making fun of specific people it could be like a like a funny story that happened with a little punchline in the middle that right. doesn't necessarily what, like though? shit on what's people. what's the story about what's the story about? i i'd have to i mean i don't i don't have one offhand right but i'm i'm, <laughs> I'm sure that not all uh comedy is like it's just pure like uh attempts at shitting on, on different no, groups of people but, like, right? but, but still i mean imagine mm -hmm. i'm just the reason i wanted to ask you about a story was because like imagine mm -hmm. you've got a story about i don't know you've got a story about go, go for the most the most obvious thing like you got a, a store the most safe bet it's a straight white man <laughs> right and he's and the story is about a joke about him going to i don't know get something from somewhere and him not being mm -hmm. able to, and him being upset because he thought he had white privilege and now he doesn't have white privilege. That's the most like vanilla joke you could go for. Like you, yeah. everybody can hate on the straight white man. It's, it's, that's hilarious, apparently. But, you know, even that would be like totally vanilla in terms of like a story. It would still, it would still piss, you know, it would still cause some issues, wouldn't it? Or even like, okay, fine, forget that. Forget like a politically like race-based joke. Like you're talking about stories that would be completely unrelated to anything like that, right? Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't see how anything like that could be funny because the true comedy, as far as I, well, my, for myself, at least subjectively, I find the most, the funniest things or the things that seem the most popular, at least, and are the things that we can connect with. So mm -hmm. it needs to be related to humans. It needs to be related to our experiences. And that's, yeah, Isn't, I I, I think know? I have an example that I heard once. Sure, sure. Uh, back when I was living in LA, we went to a comedy club, and this guy he was super hammered, 
on stage. So his delivery was pretty funny. He was like super intense. And he, okay. he was talking about how, uh, how, uh, because <clears throat> in LA traffic, right, before COVID, to get from like one place to another, another place that's like five miles between each other, it would take like 40 minutes. It's just insane, like the level of traffic there is. Yeah. So he, he uh, was talking about, and I'm not going to deliver this like the way he did, but sure, basically he, he was saying that uh, after COVID, it, it takes him like, like 15 minutes now to get from his house to the airport, which is like 20 miles away, which is unheard of. And so he was saying that he, he just for fun, he was just driving back and forth from the airport to his house just because of how fucking like unreal it was. Now he, right. he delivered this joke like really in a really funny fashion. Yeah, yeah, and the yeah. whole crowd lost it. And there's nothing really offensive about that. There is uh, though. There is though. Is there? there totally is, dude. Yeah, he's making making light of a pandemic that's killing people. He's saying like, mm-hmm. oh, I get to drive to and from the airport faster. So like, that's what mm-hmm. I mean. He's crossed the line. He's making mm-hmm. jokes about di- people dying in hospitals, making his life easier, right? That's what I mean. So like, I get it. It seems like yeah, I guess, I guess story. yeah. That's that's because yeah. But, at some um, point, he said like, I wouldn't mind if this lasted <laughs> forever. <laughs> yeah. See, that's yeah. a good joke, but it's funny yeah. because mm-hmm. it's something we're all experiencing, and and it's like you know, it's serious, and there's fucking shit going on, and there's like, oh my god, we're being told it's like you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's doomsday, or and then and someone's just like, yeah, I don't mind if this continues. That's the comedy of it. It's that he's laughing at the the horrors of the situation that that a lot of people are in. So um. Mm-hmm. So that's what I mean. Like the, the jokes have to cross a line. They have to make light of something horrible or make fun of something horrible or make fun of people who are trying to fight against something horrible that it has mm-hmm. to connect with you in a certain way. And uh, it has to, uh, there's a word, um, something expectations. What's the word when you, so when you, God, like there's a word Breaking when you expectations meet. Yeah, I suppose. Exceeding, yeah. Ex- exceeding. Exceed means like you expect more of it. It's yeah, like yeah. Sub- subvert. That's the word. Subvert expectations. Like mm-hmm. you think you're on one road. Like all oh, the pandemic's really bad, isn't it? Everyone's getting infected. It sucks that we're all restricted. And then you subvert expectations. But I can drive to and from the airport multiple times a day now with like 15 mm-hmm. minutes. So, I mean, let's continue, right? That's right. like, that's the joke. And you can't subvert expectations. And, and if you if you subvert expectations on something that doesn't make any sense, like, oh, it's not boring. Like, okay, I've, I'm holding a ball and like, I really like, you know, with balls, you just kind of throw them around and you bounce them. And then I just go poing and it's like, knocks off my microphone. <laughs> that's right, what I mean? right. But that was yeah. subverted expectations. But it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's like, okay, that's kind of funny. Like, okay, but it's not, it's not like hilarious. No one's going to come and watch yeah. me sitting around with a fucking ball, bouncing it around, wondering th- when I it's going to smash my laptop, you know? Yeah, I, I think one of the reasons I'm in this <laughs> present moment failing i believe it actually did I yeah think, right man, no, no. it's fucking stupid that, man you actually subverted our, our expectations <laughs> subverted my own expectation right. i thought i broke it for a second it went completely dead mm-hmm. go on yeah no. i was just saying i think uh one of the reasons i'm in this moment failing to come up with a kind of comedy that doesn't uh rely on shitting on a group of people or making light of a dark situation is because i primarily watch that kind uh, of comedy yeah, same, it's, same. it's kind of my humor but I feel like if I found a comedian that I just didn't find funny at all, uh, that a lot of other people found funny, uh, you know, they'd probably be making like some of these kinds of jokes that are right. not really crossing a line. I'll, I'll get back to you on this, but yeah, that's the kind of stuff that I just don't find funny. So maybe to me, yeah, it's not yeah, funny. Yeah. Yeah. If you don't cross the line, it's not funny to me. You've got to cross um, the line, I think. Yeah. I, and I think if you're not crossing lines, then your comedy is basically for like 12 year olds. And that that's totally fine. I think... If you if your comedy is is not crossing any lines, it's vanilla, it's family friendly. That's good, but it doesn't appeal to the masses. The the masses we 
I mean, I'm speaking of, I'm speaking on behalf of like just what I see. Like Dave Chappelle gets a special that reaches millions of people, not because he's uh, just lucky. It's because mm -hmm. the masses connect with this kind yeah. of comedy. That this mm -hmm. why these controversial comics like pick pick the most famous comedians in history, like or at mm -hmm. least in modern times. Maybe not historically because things were different, but in modern times. They're not famous because they do vanilla family-friendly comedy. They're famous because they've crossed lines because they talk about things that are happening and they are risk. Some of them will offend slightly. Some of them will make light of things. Some of them will go full in like Ricky Gervais and Chappelle yeah. and Schultz and they'll actually Bill Burr and they'll just be like, I don't give a fuck who I offend. But they're mm -hmm. the ones that are reaching the biggest audiences, right? They're, they're smashing yeah. it. They're selling out. They're playing stadiums and stuff like that. Yeah. So, Mm -hmm. There's something about it, right? Um, and yet, I, I find comedy that doesn't cross lines fucking boring. It's or at most, it makes me smirk. I'm like, hmm, yeah, it's all right. Like a dad joke. It's like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, it's, right. it's all right. It's a joke. <laughs> but it's I think right. I think dad jokes are actually pretty funny. Uh, they can be, but I don't know. I don't know if they could be executed in like a com a comedy fashion, like a, like a comedian having a, mm. a a session or something. Yeah, uh, Jimmy Carl does a pretty good job with um, one line of dad jokes. So if you, I don't know if you've ever seen his stand up, but he he basically mm -hmm. just runs dad joke after dad joke with with very very controversial nasty jokes like randomly in. So you'll have like mm -hmm. vanilla, 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 vanilla. What the fuck did he just say? And that's mm -hmm. that's the subverted expectations part where you're like, oh, I'm getting yeah. into a flow, and he says something that's just disgusting and offensive, and like you're just mm -hmm. like, where did that come from? Like, how did you just pull yeah. that out of the hat? You know. So um, mm -hmm. so yeah, the, you know, even with, even when it's seemingly dad joke central, it, it <laughs> they throw in some it nasty takes, shit. It takes a yeah, it takes a nasty turn. Mm -hmm. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, maybe it's so, inescapable, dude. Yeah. You can't you can't provide something funny without crossing some kind of line. Right, and then in twenty twenty one, that means you get cancelled, but it doesn't mean you lose your career anymore. At least Dave Chappelle got cancelled and then sold out arena tours. So, um, you know, he's, he's, it worked out for him. Andrew Schultz got canceled in that place in Canada and got booked at an even bigger venue. The, the, another venue mm -hmm. saw an opportunity. They were like, okay, yeah, we'll book you. It's bigger. And then they saw, obviously, they're going to sell more tickets because of that because people don't right. like cancel culture. So, um, yeah, I feel like uh, yeah. at a certain point, like David Ch Dave Chappelle's audience, for example, you have such a large audience that like it's not really, it's kind of hard to cancel you. Um, right. You know what I mean? It just gives you more. I mean, I guess as a comedian, it can give you. It can actually make your make everything better. The only I'll tell you what. Here, here, give me your take on this, right? There was a mm. the world, not the World Cup. Was it the World Cup? The Euros, I think, just happened, right? It was the Euros, right? Mm. In England, mm. um, was it the Euros? I don't care. Football, England, whatever, uh, the, whatever the fuck it was. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Two, two or three penalty takers missed, as in just like complete. I think two completely missed the goal. One got saved. And it happens to be that they were the um, the black uh, players, three black players. There were, I think, there was uh, there were more than those three, but the three that missed the penalties happens to be black. Obviously, for for anyone that's watching this who doesn't know anything about me or Danny, that's not the reason they fucking missed, and I don't believe that for a second. Okay, but this mm -hmm. comedian made the joke that that's that's what that's why. Like he made the joke saying like, "Oh, is it a coincidence that the only players who missed the penalties were black?" Don't think so. Something along those lines. Clearly, it's a stupid joke. Um, not very pleasant for the people who missed the penalties, obviously. But um, for many um, black people, white people, Asian people, um, Indian people, whatever, in England, 
that that might have landed because they watched the, the penalty takers and they watched what happened and they're like, fucking hell, we lost. And this might have been like, oh, that's such a funny, that's a stupid joke. Of course it wasn't because of that, but it's funny that he's making that joke, um, yeah. right? But it got him like actually canceled as in he he lost he, he lost his uh, his uh, managing business. They cut him. They cut all his shows. He had to, I think, I think he might have disabled his Twitter for a little bit because of the hate and death threats Twitter. and shit. Yeah, and don't uh, blame him. You know, wow, man. Like, it's not, don't get me wrong, it's not a nice joke. And if I were one of those football players, I wouldn't have been happy. But let's remember, they get paid fucking millions. And I would have, I would have thought it was funny. Honestly. Right. If like three, if three Jews missed and the guy was like, <laughs> huh, I wonder why. <laughs> you know, right, I, they're right. Cause they're too, I just don't get, I don't. You, you could make it's, a joke. This sounds about edgy, it. but I just don't care about. This you thing, could make a joke so. about. It. You could say like, "Oh, they missed because they didn't want to give the ball over to anyone else. They were too tight." Yeah, you know, yeah. you could make a stupid yeah. joke, and it's like, is mm -hmm. that is that horrible? Is that well, no, because currently there's no issues going on, like no global issues going on with Jewish people, but there are, there are issues going on globally with black people. So I guess it was just that was the reason they came after him. I guess like a couple yeah. of years ago they wouldn't have come after him or if he was if it was three jewish right. players they wouldn't have come after him if he made that joke so mm -hmm. so yeah it can really it can turn your life upside down if you if you you know i guess that's what Chappelle's kind of facing but like you said he's so big that if he was smaller it would have that's what would have happened to him his agent would have dropped mm -hmm. him and but because he's already established and huge they can't they can't take him down but for every other comedian yeah. out there who wants to make trans jokes right now they fuck they can't fucking do it like you, you they yeah. cannot do it it's not possible you do it say goodbye to your career it's over and that's that's mm -hmm. insane isn't it yeah no it's, it's it's yeah and it's kind of sad i don't know the way i view comedy i just view comedy and every performance to do with comedy in such a separate domain from like actually judging a person as like a racist right because i just i don't know i just think it's a it's just it's an art form it's like you're you're like you we've, we've been basically concluding in this whole podcast one of the fundamental goals is to like subverge expectations and and cross a line and that if they come mm. if a comedian does that to me they're in a sense uh succeeding in like what they're setting out to do um but to others it's like they just flip the fuck out and um uh, yeah so it's, it's weird to, I mean, when you think about it it's like to some people they view them doing that as like that's a success and then other people are just like going crazy so it's gonna yeah inevitably create this like these two diametrically opposed groups uh it's good yeah. like, what do you do from there it's like i don't know you it's got, like you got hope tools, isn't it yeah it's you like, gotta hope that you uh find a, a venue that just is on the other side of that spectrum that's like <laughs> no that you're do you're killing it like keep crossing lines and making fun of people <laughs> isn't it bad when you but, uh, when you also think about like venues canceling people like as i was always under the impression that like arts arts venues were all about the new fresh potentially controversial art forms um and and you know putting it on a platform and isn't art, I, I mean obviously art is is it's different and it's all subjective and everything but mm -hmm. uh, i thought i was on the impression that the whole point of like um artistry is to is to constantly um you're looking for the next big thing they're looking for the next i don't know what the word i'm trying to look for here is but you know what i mean like they're supposed to be the ones that challenge the limits of what we know to be art right uh like yeah. there's so many different things that are going on people go up on stage and do such strange wonderful weird things now and 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 it's art and then a comedian can, can is also considered art but they're now being limited their art is being limited by the feelings mm -hmm. of 
certain groups or certain groups who pretend to represent those groups and like the right. feeling of power. It's, it's really sad. It's a really sad state of, but it, it looks like with Dave Chappelle, like it might be taking a bit of a turn. I think um, that's, that's interesting how that's all played out. Like it seems mm -hmm. like it, it could be a turning point where it won't, it, it, it won't continue going down the other way now, at least not with him it, it, as they've mm -hmm. seen. It, it's only helped him. Um, he's selling out yeah. shows because of all of this. So, right. Yeah, that's uh, it's it's kind of uh, ironic, honestly. That 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 is kind of com comedic in a sense. He's probably gonna add that to one of his next stand-ups. I like, like oh, like thank God I, I stirred that shit up because now my shows are selling out quicker than anything I've ever, uh, sold before for shows. Like, I don't know. There was this uh, uh quote by him where he said something like, "Oh God, I have to find it." Something like. Uh, him not caring about why he offends you like it's, it was something like i don't care when i offend people because uh offending people is what got me to where i am today i'm rich bitch and he said like something like that <laughs> and it was just like so like and everyone's like wow yeah and it's like because he got so, so rich funny. from offending people so it's like when they say i'm offended he's like yeah <laughs> yeah you're offended mm -hmm. that's how i made millions I, what do you mm -hmm. think i don't want to offend you like you're, you're making me more money as you tell me right now that you are offended by my work exactly uh, it's been i was gonna brilliant. say too the the uh the idea of like taking criticism for your comedy and turning that criticism into comedy yeah is something that i, I found myself naturally doing too like on my page like if someone just comments some really dumb shit uh I'll just make a joke out of it. Like I don't yeah, yeah, really yeah. take it too seriously. You kind of just use it for content. Like I always use dumb nonsense for content. It's like, you know, so if yeah. I was Dave Chappelle and I was getting all this heat and, uh, and I, at least perceivably it was from a, just a loud minority, not like a large group, group of people. Mm. I would probably just instinctually poke fun. Uh, yeah. Well, you that's know, what he but, did, right? In his in the recent yeah. special, like he was referring to the previous special and how much that upset um, the LGBT community. So he made his like ninety percent of his new special about that to say yeah. like "fuck you" because he's not stupid. He realizes he's got a money making scheme here. Like, okay, the last special I did kicked everyone off. Let's fucking let's do it again. It's the same as me on, right. on YouTube. Anyone anyone who watches my YouTube will see like there's a there's a bit of a process I have when it comes to celebrities. If a celebrity is doing something stupid related to animal rights and veganism, I don't act in a reasonable way when I make a video about them. I go yeah. usually go quite hard on them. I say some things. I swear. Um, do you think that's by accident? Do you think that's like I can't be reasonable? Right. I can be one hundred percent reasonable and 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 vanilla, but it's fucking boring mm. and no one cares. Yeah, I know uh. that. Like kicking off a little bit, getting a bit spicy, is gonna bring in the people which brings in the views which gets an animal rights message out and to be totally honest with you brings in the fucking money like that mr yeah. beast video i just put out it made 200 euros it's one video it's mm -hmm. five minutes long it made 200 euros would it have made mm -hmm. anywhere near that would it have got to anywhere near as many people if i'd have been like mr beast um i know you're trying to do some good work with the Right. Ocean right. cleanups. But the thing is, is um, I don't want to be unreasonable, but fuck no. People click off within five seconds of hearing that. Right. Right. You got to stir, you got to stir their emotions and yeah, just say some shit that keeps them like, oh, did he really just fucking say that? Oh my exactly. God. I'm so outraged. I'm going to keep watching because I'm like kind of pissed, but like, you know, it's weird. Exactly. Uh, people don't really, if you like enrage somebody for some reason, they will continue 
to like expose themselves like rage watch oh, i'm so yeah. fucking angry i'm right. gonna watch this all the way to the end so many right. people do that with my videos man it's really funny and they'll, and they'll share it like look what this fucking idiot said <laughs> about this person and it's like well thank you for spreading my video uh it's oh, the man. algorithm is like hell yeah dude let's bring the video you know, I've had some people watch them my like Sad Guru one, 25 minute long video. I've had some people literally timestamp um every time they got upset in like a list and like why they're upset and trying to debunk me all the way to the very last minute. That is some yeah. serious commitment. I'm like, this is a fantastic. Wish I wish my own bloody subscribers did this. <laughs> yeah. The haters do you can, it. <laughs> you can you can respond to them saying, Thanks for giving me that full watch time. And that's that's, yeah. that's that's it. Don't even don't even uh refute what they say i've done it man i'm just like thank you yeah. so much for the for the help the engagement i've done it before um yeah especially yeah yeah on, on the mr beast one they're the quoting um a lot of them are very upset with the final quote this is a good this is a good idea man you should try this put in a video right near the end of the video say something on purpose that you know is gonna is gonna cause someone to comment right whether for good or for bad whether it's something uh -huh. funny or something controversial leave it to the end so you can figure out how many people that hate you watched it all the way to the end so the mr beast right. video i made one comment right near the end i said look i'm not a hater this is not a hate video i just think mr beast is full of shit right i said uh -huh. that and right. so many people are commenting like, oh, you don't hate him, but you say he's full of shit. Like the same comment over and over again. And I'm like, right, right. watch time. You're watching Hell it all yeah. the way to the end. Thanks, guys. It's like a, it's like a game, you know, <laughs> a game of triggering, uh, you know, these like plebs, whatever you want to call right, them. Right, well, exactly. These little and, minions. And people and the comedians, the biggest comedians in, in the world right now are the masters of it which is why they keep doing it. And I hope to yeah. fuck that they don't start getting scared of doing what they've been doing for their entire careers for the sake of um, some, you know, minorities feelings. Like some, and I say minority meaning like 1% or less than 1% of the population shouldn't have the deciding factor on whether a comedian gets a show or not. It's fucking ridiculous. Yeah. Right? Well, I would imagine that if this were to become a big thing and a lot of comedians aren't getting a, you know, place anywhere that somebody would, or a group of people would create like new venues that uh, don't give a shit about this whole cancellation process. And yeah. there'd probably just be like a division in comedy where like, if you're just not in with this shit, like you can fuck <laughs> off. Like, and then, cause, cause there's, cause there's so many people that still find him hilarious. And if you, yeah, if yeah. you were to get fully canceled with respect to like, no vent, like no venues willing to take him, like I'd imagine like, something would be done about that i mean yeah. they wouldn't just dave wouldn't just be like i guess i'm done like no there, there'd be some sort of uproar um i don't know someone would just start a fund or something right. dave also has a shit ton of money like they'd figure it out it's it's uh, and if those new venues opened and the old venues mm -hmm. got left behind the new venues mm -hmm. would be where everybody wanted to be these old venues right. would quickly realize you go woke, you go broke, man. The the woke right. the woke people that do that are doing this or like I know the word woke has been like completely destroyed now, but like it refers to yeah. these idiots now. Sorry guys. Mm -hmm. Sorry for all the people in there out there who believe they're woke in a good way. Sorry, they've stolen the word. Woke is now associated mm -hmm. with these morons. See the thing is, um they are such a minority one that if they're only if the main if the main um venues were now woke, they would lose millions because nobody would be coming because woke people are so such a small minority and two mm -hmm. the majority of people don't fucking like woke comedy woke comedy even though it appears that it has a big audience it doesn't nowhere near the audience of the 
the yeah. anti-woke, let's say, or the, not even anti-woke, the regular comedians, the regular people that aren't obsessed over identity are the ones doing comedy that most people want to watch. Not the these hypersensitive woke idiots and their tiny little activist followings um, who don't even represent the people they claim to represent, right? That's not, right. That's not where the money is. So... They'll learn, they're going to learn sooner or later that you go woke, you go broke. So many companies have learned that by the mm. long, you know, the hardware, like Gillette, for example, that did that. Did you see the Gillette? Yeah, that, yeah the, ma the mail thing. <laughs> that <laughs> yeah, that's funny. So they've, 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 they've fucked it. Um, there's so many companies mm. that have made an attempt at like, oh, okay, this seems popular now. And then they've done it and quickly realized in a very harsh way that, oh, wait a minute. The public yeah. doesn't want this. Like, so wait, how do we think they did want this? Well, it's just because a loud minority is screaming in right. our faces. That's there, why there needs to be uh, some kind of there's, like there's a giant illusion with the loud minority thing, right. and, it, and, and it's like I don't know. There needs to be some hardcore surveys, like really, really well done surveys uh, on public attitudes toward a lot of these, a lot of these things that all these uh, super loud minority people seem to get so offended at. And right. I almost guarantee you, like. Uh, if these were to be done like as rigorously as possible, most people would just be like, nah, like, I don't care. And, and it would, right. just, it would just prove the whole loud minority. And, it, and it would, this would include people. the people who are in those demographics. By the yeah, yeah. No, this totally. would include yeah. like, like trans people, uh, LGBT people, uh, black people, yeah. like all these people who are like apparently being so offended by everything. You would find out very mm -hmm. quickly that m the majority of people falling into those demographics do not give a fuck. I I, yeah. I to I'm totally agreeing with you on this. If that if that survey yeah. were done, they, you would find that people just want to live and just go and do what they do. And and if they don't like a comedian, they just they just ignore them. And that's what that's what yeah. the average person does, um, yeah. right? And it's how it's been for so long as well. Mm -hmm. um, and also, few, yeah. If, and if you said that these uh these surveys would be like anonymous too, because I feel like a lot of mm. people are on the side of not caring but they won't make it explicit because of the the nature of cancel culture they don't want to yeah. publicly express that they think that this cancel culture loud minority bullshit is is silly so instead of exactly. like making it uh, not on, not anonymous it'd be much better to just make sure their identities are completely concealed that way everyone's super honest and you're like wow 70 percent of people don't give a shit or 80 percent uh you know who knows what it'd be it'll be so high it would be so yeah. high and then we could break it down by demographic just to prove like you know yeah. like x amount x percent of this demographic don't give a fuck so yeah. you're representing this there'll be a minor a tiny little yeah. minority of them are you really gonna go all out and, mm -hmm. and try and cancel this comedian for this percentage mm -hmm. of the entire population of this yeah. this group like come on this is what it would be like i would, I, I would love to try and i don't know mm -hmm. there's no it, it, it just doing that study would be enough to get canceled though <laughs> yeah the, the study the authors could be anonymous <laughs> funded by uh, anonymous everything is just fucking anonymous it would have to be here's, a, here's the numbers oh my god uh, well well we're probably never going to get to that but um hey that's a dream yeah. that would be cool to do and um, mm -hmm. i'm happy to go ahead with uh, this educated guess this guesstimate mm -hmm. that that's how it is and i'll and and you i guess you all too will, will keep on offending and um mm -hmm. keep on keep on crossing those lines and and supporting comedians who do but but privately obviously we can't support them publicly apart from here on this right. podcast because this is the uh yeah, we're, we're probably gonna never release this this episode <laughs> this episode's not going out 
or we can make it anonymous we can like cover our faces change our voices and upload it on a totally different uh channel i think there's already been spicier than this so far recorded i think this is pretty tame compared to some of the other stuff but i will let the public be the judge of that anyway yeah sure cheers man. all right man i'll see you around